All right, all right, all right. It's good to see everybody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just Matthew McConaughey us? All right, all right, all, all right, right, all right, all right. I was just I, making sure. I, I mean, hey, listen, you do what you do. So, hey, uh, we are in studio today, and we have more than our normal amount of people. We are really crammed in here today. We have all one of our friends here with us yes. today, Jesse. <laughs> so we, uh, it, like always, Ben and Jesse's here, but we also have Drew, uh, Andrew uh, Wolf. He's here with us. Say hey. Hello there. Not a stranger to the podcast. No, you have no. made an appearance on here before, so welcome back. Yes, yes. I'm excited to be back. Exciting. This this could wind up being a train wreck, all three of us in here together. Uh, <laughs> it's it's barely all we can do to keep it on the rails when there's just two, uh, but when we have multiple people to bounce off of, this, this could get... New, new podcast title, Off the Rails. Off the Rails, <laughs> First Church listen, Edition. I, I've always said that there's beauty in chaos. There's beauty in chaos. Well, I hope there's beauty in chaos because there is none in this room. That's all I can say. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. So this is Chop for Time. <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> yeah, off the rails edition. And uh, we are really excited to just be able to sit here with all three of us. We've been talking about doing this for a while now. Yeah. And uh, this is the first time we've actually all been able to get in the room together. Um, so we... We're going to talk. We're going to talk about uh, what we what we saw on Sunday at our services. We're going to talk about some different things. Maybe we'll ask uh, Drew some weird questions here in a little bit, and and we're just going to have a good time. Yeah, for hey, before bit. before we get into this, uh, let's let's do say something. Drew, congratulations are in order. Uh, you're going to be a papa. I, I am. Yes, I am. Found out last Monday that Emily was pregnant, and we're going next Wednesday to find everything out, see the first ultrasound, and I'm not going to be okay. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Very much, but um, yeah, no, I'm, we're both really excited. Yeah. Thank you. For, we're excited for you, man. Yes, that. we are. <laughs> All right, Jesse, it's up to you. It's up to you now. To oh, goodness. On, man. Well, you're the one that interrupted. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. Hey, um, I thought you were going to uh, congratulate him on his car. He's got a 2015 Chrysler. <laughs> <laughs> I see where yeah okay <laughs> yes that too yes he pulled in a few minutes ago and I asked him what kind of car he had that was his response so Ben you can cut all this out <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible okay so Sunday Sunday Sunday, hey. Sunday, Sunday. Okay. give us an idea of what you spoke about on Sunday okay we um, we did our vision Sunday this past Sunday and um, you know I'm not as I said in the message, and even leading up to it, I'm not someone who feels like it's a necessity, you know, to do a vision Sunday every year. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you're a pastor and or you know someone who does that on a yearly basis, I think that's fine. I've just never really felt the necessity that it is something that has to be done in January or February. But I do believe that there are times when uh, when God is kind of calling. Uh, church family, um, a particular congregation, to all focus in the same direction at the same time. And that's what I really felt like God wanted, uh, wants us doing in this season and to kind of point ourselves in the same direction. So we took, uh, took some time Sunday and talked about uh, the vision uh, for this upcoming year and kind of some direction uh, that, we, that we're going to. And, and we started, you know, trying to uh, we making sure that everything's biblically based. Uh, you know, we don't uh, want to get outside of the scope of God's word uh, because when we do that, it becomes about us. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that that wasn't the case. So we we started in the book of James, uh, chapter four, verses seven through seventeen. And really, the you know the the climax of that passage uh, comes at verse seventeen, where it says that if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it. <laughs> 
it's sin for them. That is terrifying. It's it's a frightening <laughs> verse, um, just from the reality that already, you know, this morning it's it's lunchtime right now, and there's probably multiple times more than I care to even think about or realize about how many times I've known what was good or right to do and, and maybe haven't done it today. And if that's the case, it's sin. Yeah. It's sin. So when you think about that verse in that light, it should frighten us. It really should. Um, but we, as as we were kind of going into this year and back in back in the year of our Lord two thousand and nineteen, we uh, I, I kind of got to reflecting and just praying a little bit about uh, what we do as a church and what God wants us, you know, kind of that next step type situation, and. We do a lot of good things. I mean, a lot of really, really good things, and we do them really well around here. Uh, but I got to looking at them as I looked at our outreach. You know, not necessarily what's going on within the church, uh, men's ministry, women's ministry, uh, senior adult ministry, that youth, children, that kind of stuff. I'm talking about our outreach from our church beyond our beyond our doors, community, region, nation, world, all of those included. I started to make a list of everything we did, and it's a long list. You know, it's a pretty exhaustive list. But I did notice one pattern in there that all of these ministries were reactive ministries. And what I mean by reactive, because I don't want that to hold a negative connotation, what I mean by reactive is that we see a need or we're introduced to a need, then we meet the need. And our relationship with people develops through our meeting and recognizing their needs. Yeah. So that's that's what I see as, as a reactive ministry. And, and Jesus did a lot of that. Oh, absolutely. Jesus yeah, did a lot biblical, of that. Biblical, so very biblical. So there's no no negative connotation to that whatsoever. But on the flip side, of that I used a ten dollar bill. Um, you know, as an illustration, uh, Sunday morning, my wife gave me my weekly allowance before service started, <laughs> so so I had some money, um, and I showed everyone the ten dollar bill, and it was the front side of it, uh, and asked them, "Hey, is this a ten dollar bill?" They were like, "Yeah,", yeah. And I'm like, "Well, do you know really that it's a ten dollar bill?" And I'm like, well, we we guess so. And I said, "What if this ten dollar bill is missing the back? You know, it's just blank. Is it a real ten dollar bill then?" Well, no, it's not. Right. Okay. So that was kind of the illustration I used in our outreach efforts because I see community outreach or just outreach in general as almost like the old idiom says there's two sides to every coin. You know, there's two sides to this Um, there is a reactive side and then there's a proactive side. And as I looked at that list, there was not one proactive ministry, outreach ministry that we did. So let me ask you, what, what do you mean by proactive? Well, proactive, basically we're just flipping, you know, kind of the definition of what I gave for reactive, where you see the need, meet the need, and that introduces you into relationship with the people whose needs you're meeting and helping. It kind of flips that. So it goes that you develop relationship with the people and their needs are revealed to you through your relationship with them. So it's still about meeting needs and it's still about developing relationship. Both of them are. We're just flipping the order in in the way that it comes. Uh, because I think that that's our outreach needs to be both sides, you know, both and uh, or you know so that's that's just one of those things that I looked and I saw Man, we're really knocking it out of the park here in a lot of different ways with these reactive ministries, but it's not complete. 
And see, and there's not one side of the $10 bill that's more important than the other side. Yeah. They're both of equal importance in making the $10 bill a legitimate $10 bill. But without one of the sides, it's not a real $10 bill. Yeah, uh, yeah you're playing with Monopoly money at that point. That's right. And you know the, the hat. And, you know, I've told Kim. I told him just last week that I wanted a top hat and a monocle. And see, this is just, to me, this is just serving as, as confirmation, affirmation. Thank From you. The spirit. Yeah, we'll say that. Now, Kim, you, you may not receive nice, you may not receive nice correspondence from Kim, but I just Kim, honey, this is this is affirmation to it. (laughs) Yeah, it's right. I gotta get a monocle. So let me ask you, Drew, since you were you were in service this Sunday, you were running the computer, weren't you? Yes. Yes. Awesome. You did. Yeah. All the blame can go to me. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to his computer running here in just a few minutes. Oh, man. I didn't even know there was something there. Uh, sorry about that. I was just going to say, uh, as a member of the audience, did you think that uh, the room felt very uh, – it was a positive message? Do you feel like uh, Ben portrayed everything that he needed to say in a, in a, in a positive way, not, not necessarily uh, a way that someone could take the wrong? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I think it's always important to – define your terms when explaining them. And you did a really good job of doing kind of both in the message, especially explaining your definite def- definition of uh, proactive now. But um, you, I mean, you encouraged everyone, you know, the ministries you're doing right now, reactive towards doing is important. But to flip the script and to do it the opposite way, like you just said, is also crucial to the growth of community mm. and the growth of spirituality within the city of Grayson. And I think the two examples you used, I think one was a uh, mobile VV, mobile VBS <laughs> yeah. unit. Yeah. I've never thought about that before, but we seriously do that so much on mission trips. Because yeah. with me growing up, we would go to Guatemala and we would prepare lessons and you know visual kind of things for these kids. And then never doing that back home, it's like... People still need to see those those messages. It's still so important. So I think that's really that's very wise. That's a very wise thing to do. Okay. So well, I appreciate that. That was you know in in a moment of transparency here. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. I may have gotten two to three hours sleep each night just because I I was extremely concerned about how this was going to be presented because I didn't want anyone who is leading or actively participating in one of our reactive ministries, quote-unquote, to think that I was trying to portray negativity mm-hmm. uh, or that they weren't doing what they yeah. needed to be doing. And I, and I don't think anyone felt attacked. I think that Good. you, you praised so. every yeah. ministry that's going on here. And, and I think, uh, you, I mean, you just did it in a perfect way because there's always, when you're having to, to add more to our plate or add more um, – when we expect more from our congregation, sometimes they feel like they're being punished. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's not what this was. Yeah, at that all. was that wasn't the heart of it at all. And that's you know we kind of before we even talked about the reactive, the the proactive stuff. You know, we we looked at at James. Uh, you know, li- what led up to that because it's you know it's dangerous taking a verse of scripture, one singular, and building a message around it because that's when we get us so much in there. But you know, basically, what does it mean? Um, to be a proactive church. How do we be a proactive church? And I think that we see this outlined in these verses leading up to this verse 17 that says, okay, if you know what's good to do, what's right to do, and then you don't do it, you're sinning. Mm -hmm. Leading up to that, it spells it out for us. And I love that Scripture answers itself uh, if we only just look, mm-hmm. uh, because so many times we have questions of, well, how do I do that? What, you know, why, what, when, where, how, all of these. And Scripture answers those for us. And 
So what does it mean if we know what's right to do and we don't do it? It's a sin. Okay, that's then then we've got to be proactive in that manner of stepping out on faith and doing that. So how do we do that? Well, if you back up to verse 7, it gives us our first clue. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Submit to God. In order to be proactive, we're required to submit. You go on to verse 8, it says, come near to God and he'll come near to you. It requires us to come near to God. Verse uh, verse 8 also says, wash your hands, you sinner, and, and purify your heart, you double-minded. You know, wash your hands, purify yourself. You know, get yourself in order. You know, it requires us to do those things. Verse 9 was one I spent a little bit of time on uh, just because, um, well, I'll read it to you and you can see, you, you guys can tell me what you think. Uh, verse 9, grieve, mourn, and wail. <laughs> Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. So is uh, that saying that in our lives we shouldn't have laughter and, and joy? Well, see, that that's kind of what, when you read that, you know, you're reading this, submit yourself to God, resist, you know, draw close to God, wash your hands, purify your hearts. Okay, I'm with you. Grieve, mourn, wail. Don't laugh, don't smile, don't have fun. What? Wait, huh? It, it kind of feels like that scripture is misplaced. Mm. Uh, and if you read it on that surface level, it kind of is. But... What you have to understand is James is talking about here grieving, mourning, wailing over our sins. Laughter, turn your laughter into mourning. That means the rejoicing that you do in sin, the joy that you get from sin, you don't need to laugh about that any longer. You don't need to draw joy from that. You need to grieve. You need to mourn. You need to wail. You need to lament over your sin when you are a believer. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that it's one of those – this is one of the moments of tension in Scripture because it's it's a both-and moment. Because I think that there's joy and laughter and, and peace and strength and all of these things that come in our relationship with Christ that is part of the life and life you know, to the full thing that we see in John 10.10. 10. But then there's also this state of grief, mourning, and wailing because we're always battling the flesh. So I, you know, I, I, that's what James is talking about. There is like, listen, quit rejoicing in your sin, quit laughing over your mess ups and your faults and your failures when you know what you're doing. You know, grieve more and well. That's what this needs to be. We we should feel sick, you know, absolutely when we sin. Yeah. We should we should uh, uh, it just. Oh, it should eat at us that we that we live in sin sometimes that we that we go and sin and you know there are some people who revel mm-hmm. in their sin and uh, you know they they seek joy from it yeah. but always uh, sin has this crazy way of making something look attractive for a while. Mm-hmm. And, well, there's pleasure in sin for a yeah. season, but the end thereof is death. Yeah, you know, and Jesus even talks about in the Beatitudes, blessed are those who mourn. And it's not talking about living in a a perpetual state of sackcloth and ashes. It's mourning over our sinful nature and just that that realization of, oh wretched man, am I? Um, So I, you know, that's what he's talking about there. This is not just one of those that James goes off on a brief tangent for a sentence and then comes back. It goes with the flow of these things, of what we're required to do. And then in verse 10, he says, uh, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. You know, we're, we are required to humble ourselves if we're going to be proactive. If we're going to be a proactive church, we need to submit. We need to come near. We need to wash our hands. We need to purify our hearts. We need to grieve more and well over our sins. We need to humble ourselves. And then in verse 17, it requires us to do good or do what's right. 
uh, when we know what that is. Mm-hmm. I've really got the feeling uh, this week uh, of what we talked about last week in, in Philippians, how uh, Paul was was saying, you, you, what you're doing right now is good. Mm-hmm. But let's take it another step further. And and that's kind of the encouragement I felt this week is that it, it, you were really, really um, talking about, you know, the things that we do knock out of the park. And then you said, but we can do more. Mm-hmm. And I felt like most people were on board. I don't know how you feel about that, Drew. But I felt like if you would have gotten up from the pulpit and walked walked out the door, we'd all follow you. You know, that it seemed like everybody in the audience with us was uh, encouraged and on board with what you were saying. Yeah, like you were saying, you were saying – this is what we're doing now, which is fantastic, but we can do more. It wasn't the aspect of being like, we can do better. It was just like, we can do more in this and through this. Right. So. Right. Good. I'm Like I said, I, again, yeah. I'm, thank you, gentlemen, for that. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, at least for two of you, that's that's the way that it came across. And yeah. I just, uh, I, I've gotten some pretty good feedback in, in regards to mm-hmm. um, the message on Sunday. So, um it, just some, you got, do you guys have any other like it, because we talked about um, you know the mobile VBS and that's what mm-hmm. we're going to be doing. We're picking a community within our community um, in the months of June and July, and we're going to go every Saturday for a couple hours, and we're going to have a mobile VBS for the kids. We're going to have some um, you know almost like a block party type thing with some hot dogs and some drinks and stuff for adults, and and basically we're going to minister to the kids. We're going to we're going to spend some time with the adults, uh, just getting to know them and just hang out with them. And then the other thing was like a prayer walk and a prayer drive concept. And, uh, you know, I took a a map of the city of Grayson, the metropolis, greater metropolis area of, you know, Grayson, Willard, and Hitchens. Uh, And um, I put it up on the screen and I had divided it into 16 different areas, 16 blocks. And that's where Drew kind of got ahead of himself a little bit. Um, you know, on the uh, when he was running the computer, he Man, I, was, I saw it. I was excited. I was like, "Yeah, yeah this is it!" And you know, it was just such a uh, such an anticlimactic moment after that, though. It really felt like I was building towards something, and then um, rug just pulled right out from under so me. So <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Um, but you know, what we're going to do is we're just going to have some people signing up uh, in regard to. Hey, I want to. I want to prayer walk an area. I want to drive around and I want to pray for the area. I want to, you know, make contact with people in the area that it's, you know, it's, I'm not forcing myself. We're not. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with door to door evangelism or passing out gospel tracts or doing that type of stuff. But this is this is not what we're talking about right here. We're talking about simply praying over the entirety of our community. Uh, and if conversations and opportunities to share the gospel present themselves, then absolutely we do that. Uh, but this is just getting out there and saying that we care so much about our community that, number one, we are not going to leave one area of it um, left out of being prayed for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's part of it. And then the mobile VBS uh, thing. So really, you know, not trying to balance the scales, uh, truthfully, not trying to get out and say, okay, well, we've got X amount of reactive ministries going. Now we got to get X amount of... Uh, you know, proactive ministries right. going. This is just, hey, here's two things. I feel like they're both palatable for us. Uh, they're both, um, you know, they're involved, but it's not like this logistical undertaking of getting a bill through Congress. You know, this is something that uh, we can do uh, and that we can begin. And really, this is this is long term type stuff uh, just because I don't I don't like throwing what I call false finish lines out is like 
throwing something together, saying, hey, we're doing this, and then we do it, and everybody gets excited about it, and then we accomplish that, and at that point, everybody's kind of looking around going, oh, okay, what now? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that you need to lead from the long term and build that into the spiritual DNA of your church. Mm-hmm. So as we were uh, kind of wrapping up, I just kind of wanted to um, just express what I saw as someone sitting in the congregation, although I was working the computer, just someone, this is something I saw as a member of the congregation and your message and where it's kind of leading um, going forward. Uh, I think the use of the word vision mm-hmm. is very wise because it's not like, this is what we need to do to do this. It's a vision of what you're pursuing. Right. And, you know, the overall vision of anything we're pursuing in any state of mind in Christianity is Jesus. Yeah. And so going forward, especially with the congregation, I think you gave very clear examples of what your vision of proactive things wants to be. And I think, like I said, I'm very wise. Um, and I just think it's a good step going forward. Okay. Because um, you laid down like foundational key aspects that people can see, okay, these are examples of just a different version mm-hmm. of ministry. Mm-hmm that you introduced, and that's your vision, is uh, introducing a new version of ministry, the proactive version. And going forward, I think it's a good step because the more people interact, the more people that get into these next, not not, not even next step, just a new version of ministries, um, the better understanding they'll have just to do kind of independent works themselves. You right. know? And so I, I think that was really good to introduce that and to kind of guide the congregation or just the people into seeing that. And that's what I, I mean, that's what I felt about it. Just that you were leading yeah. and you weren't really like telling. Right. Just being like, let's take this step together awesome. as a church body, mm-hmm. as a body of Christ. Let's take this step together so that we can pursue new mm-hmm. <laughs> ministries, yeah. you know, yeah. together. So I think that was, I think that was very interesting, very wise. So. Good. Good. Well, thank you. Uh, guys, we're going to wrap up here. I do want to remind you guys that, um, hey, we've got a new website. Uh, it's the same URL, fccgrayson.com, but it's a completely overhauled uh, from what we had. Uh, I'm, I like it, um, which I hope I like it. I was the one that kind of spearheaded the project, but, uh, but it also serves as our church app now as well. So, uh, and if you follow us on social media, follow FCC Grayson on social media, we posted a video yesterday of how to turn that website on your phone or your tablet into a smartphone or tablet app that appears on your home screen and can be used uh, for both website and mobile app. Uh, so give that a look, fccgrayson.com. Guys, on Sundays, we're here at 9.30 for Sunday school, 10.30 for worship. If you'd like to uh, give us a give us a check, uh, you know, check us out and see what we're all about. Uh, also, the website, if uh, there's a lot of information on there, there's a plan a visit page on there. There's an I'm new, and that gives you all kinds of information about what to expect, who we are, times, all of that. So uh, thank you for sticking around and listening to us three ramble. So on behalf of my friend Andrew Wolf and my other friend Jesse Martin, we bid you, until next time, adieu.